Hey, Brendan. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the uh, short podcast where we roll the dice, choose a topic, and talk about it for that uh, amount of time. So, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Oh, since I went to the game store, but not into the game store earlier this week to purchase a mat, uh-huh. I want to know what your thoughts are on mats that have lines on them. So Good or on mats with lines on them. Okay. Six minutes. Holy crap. So we can talk about that and we can talk about mats in general and, and what we think is good. So, um, so I believe you actually went to the same game store in Toronto and purchased a mat that didn't have yep. lines but had dots on it. Yep. Oh. Mart. Yeah, we went to Maple Mart uh, and they are selling these special mats with little dots. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty good idea. I only, like, I wouldn't use them normally for myself. Yeah. But uh, for certain people who are not comfortable with measuring devices or who just enjoy, like, just don't like those things, like, uh, we have a, a friend that has, uh, that does that, or uh, if we play um, RPGs, right? Um, yeah. You're going to have people that are not necessarily into the whole measuring with actual like rulers and they're so, not comfortable with it either. So they're going to feel it's like too much like a competitive technical thing and not just about yeah. role-playing. Yeah. Some people really stress out about it to get like <laughs> the bolts in the inches. Um, and especially if they're not, yeah, I feel like it's just a, a stressing out thing or maybe it's just like they find it very, very cumbersome, especially if you don't, if you, if you can't roughly estimate distances, it actually does become very cumbersome that whenever you want to check distances, you literally have to have your ruler out there and measure it all the time. So I can see some sort of use case in those things. And so basically I picked up this mat specifically for those cases, not for when I'm playing on my own, but for yeah. when I'm playing with other people to make them more comfortable. Okay. So personally, not that into them. I don't see the use for them. Um, I would rather actually even have just slight markings for the every six inches is a lot easier just on the edge of the board, right? So you can kind of in your head map on a graph. Yeah. Then I would actually want on the board little dots because again, they are distracting. They do make, they do reduce the um, uh, aesthetic and the ability to get immersed on what, what's happening on the table, right? Because it's an artifact of, um, of just measuring and gamey aspects as opposed to making the table look nicer, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it takes away from the collage-like beautiful beauty aspect. Of the so how close are the dots spaced together on this mat? I believe it's one inch by one inch. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, you know, that sounds like way too much. Like maybe four every four inches? Because four inches is a pretty common move. I think you would need more than that. I think you probably. Well, you were talking about you were talking about six, but maybe two two inch increments for the dots might have been better. Yeah, like for a lot of games. So the reason why it's one inch by one inch is because I don't think they're meant. I think it's it's selling into more the the hobby miniature um, RPG set, right? Because uh, having miniatures and elaborate tables for fight scenes and things like that is. Uh, definitely a thing that that a lot of RPGers do, right? And in that case, 
um, a lot of those people just having like the one inch by one inch dot really, really, you know, just helps make everything clearer, right? Especially when the, yeah, you would think that because measure like with RPGs, like the exact, having everything exactly perfect shouldn't actually matter that much. But I don't know, maybe it's because they come from, uh, from video game playing. I don't know. They expect to see the whole grid if they're in a video game. Yeah, or like if, possibly. Yeah, they can't just fill in the the four squares within the big square themselves. I guess. Yeah, I, like I said, it, it's not for me, but I did get a mat for when I play with you know some of our friends that are not into it. How about you? I think the worst one, like obviously, dots are a much better idea than lines. Or you have been there. I can't see how you would ever want to buy with lines. I think the worst defenders are the space mats. Could you say that one more time? Sorry. Oh, I think the worst defenders are the space mats mm-hmm. that have uh, that have lines on them, like hexagon lines or anything else, because it's on black and it's so hugely noticeable. Uh-huh. And you can have like, a really beautiful space mat, but then it's just completely tarnished by these lines. Yeah, so. it makes it look not like space. <laughs> but at the same time, you could think that it's like, the you can imagine it as someone looking at their strategic overlay over the battlefield as you're moving around yeah on their battle computer or whatever maybe yeah but it doesn't feel like there's a real battle and then then just takes away from the entire miniature game aspect where it's supposed to look like the battlefield Mm -hmm. and the cooler you make your battlefield the more realistic it is and this is like i know you have no hope of it looking anything like reality now Mm, so it starts feeling more, I don't know, you call it board gamey, as in the gamey is the emphasis as opposed to a simulationist. That we yeah, I would say so. For. Yeah, it just it kills all the aesthetic thing where you're trying to work towards making the game look cool. But as you're saying, for D&D, if you're just trying to cut out the measurement tools altogether, I can see how there might be a trade-off there so everybody doesn't have to, like, carrying around their own measuring stick. Especially when you think about RPGs, you're all sitting at a table generally with your books and things like that. It's a little bit more of a pain to constantly be reaching over and using a measuring stick to see how everything goes. So I could see why just having the dots is is an improvement in that way. If you've got eight people around the table having to sort of hand off tape measures. Yeah, that could be a It could be contaminated. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay. So what do you think then? Useful, but not for us, I guess is the final Mm -hmm. conclusion. No, not for the war gamer. Keep them out. Keep <laughs> not them, just for us. Them. If you're a war gamer, you better not use a dot a dots on your mat. <laughs> How dare you if you do lines? Yeah. You betrayed you, all of your predecessors. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, fair enough. Okay. So I assume the mat that you bought then didn't have lines on them. No, I, I was concerned that it has like the repeating patterns too easily visible in like a grid, but I haven't rolled it out yet to see. Okay, R- repeating patterns. Well, because if it's made on the computer, they may be repeating textures. Oh, okay. And yeah, I had some. What? Yeah, unless it's they usually they try and vary it so that it doesn't actually seem like just a repeating pattern. But I don't know. Well, it had some on the further away view. It had some lines to it. Okay. Um, all right. So next topic. So this is a little bit contemporary. Um, 
so Warhammer 40,000 ninth edition just came out and uh, I guess it will have come out for a while when this podcast comes, goes out, but um, more to the point is that we talked about it previously uh, thinking that, well, ninth edition, it's probably not going to be super big, right? It's not going to be a huge bump, right? But the release happened and by all accounts, it was a smashing success. So what are your thoughts on that? Four minutes. Oh, they didn't run. I don't understand why. Like, I almost don't believe it because, oh, four minutes. Well, so like the hype train was pretty small as far as I could tell from the news sites I look at and just the gamers we talked to. They didn't run the hype train for very long. And the sort of box that was coming out, it wasn't revolutionary. Like the eighth edition box had Primaris in it. Mm -hmm. You could see that's revolutionizing Space Marines. Plus, Mm -hmm. we talked about before, I think Nerva is a much more popular faction than Necrons. Yeah, for sure. Or, yeah, so I would have expected more people to want to like get in or like split the eighth edition starter box versus the ninth edition starter box. Like people may have already gotten their fill of Primaris and there's fewer Necron players. So I'm just quite surprised the box really left to people. Yeah, I think it really has more to do with how eighth edition has really grown the game right H- eighth edition itself even if you know we think in the end it was basically a giant hype train the hype train worked like it like 40k is huge is way bigger now right than it was before it really helped grow the, the space uh so the change from seven right to eight even though it was a huge jump um seventh was like they were starting at a much lower spot right? The much smaller audience during 7th, especially since 7th seems like it was possibly even shrinking the Warhammer 40,000 base. So an 8th hit, it was huge, but it was a huge jump on a lower number. Now 8th has been running and doing decently. There's still, you know, there's people that that suffered from fatigue and people that, you know, like us who who believe that, you know, it was all hype, who've kind of drifted away again. Or I guess you never actually drifted in. (laughs) But I drifted away, away again. Um, but even despite that, the number of people playing the game is probably like possibly the highest it's ever been, right? They've been having record breaking sales, right? With, uh, like games workshop. And I think it's off the back of, um, largely off the back of the success of it edition and, and this kind of, you know, stuff. Um, so even if the difference between eighth and ninth, we believe is much more muted, because the entire hype is not as big and the uh, COVID is happening at this time, right? Um, and technically, it didn't need as many, uh, as much fixing. Um, the number of people playing the game is just so much higher at this point. It makes, it's in some ways, I can see why we, we were, I guess we were wrong, um, that it's still it's not, it's not about what they released. It's about where, like what they released into and they just released into a more active community. Yeah. So the, I guess you'd say the active community and the, the more people kind of balanced out the COVID and, and, and the game. Right. Um, and it seems like there was enough hype. A bunch of people got excited and maybe this is not going to be super crazy, but you know, like we said, any addition change, assuming you don't mess it up, like we've talked about other games, 
yeah. it should be a way to help hype the, the game up and get all these people reinvested again, right? So, yeah, apparently, apparently 40K doing, doing gangbusters. Not maybe not gangbusters, but do it continuing to do well. Yeah, well, apparently they sold out, so. Yeah, they sold out into all this stuff. That sounds like four? Uh, yeah, that's four. Um, we just killed that with two topics. Four. Yeah, that's basically. That's the first time that's happened. Yeah. All right, one more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us. Or just get in touch with us at Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.